Live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man. I'm 40. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star to receive a life crashing, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here eh, looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. Here's your host, L. Martin. people welcome to this wednesday july 21st edition of wkar's current sports how is everyone doing out there huh oh boy today is going to be a fun show because we get to tackle what was the sporting event of last night that being the nba finals folks that's right the nba finals and i must say this I'm going to use the word unfortunately because they did unfortunately conclude because you guys know me. I I love game sevens. I mean, who does not love a game seven when when everything is on the line, when a series is tied and it's for all the marbles, right? So I was rooting for the Phoenix Suns last night, but the Milwaukee Bucks had other plans. They, They wanted to celebrate at home, the Deer District, which encompassed over 65,000 people outside of that stadium, they they were ready. They were ready. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton and company wanted to deliver that championship and not hop back on a plane back to Phoenix for a deciding game seven. And they accomplished that. And speaking of Giannis Antetokounmpo, my goodness, how good was he last night? You know, I put on my Facebook status after that one was said and done and after I, I watched the trophy ceremony. And, and big shout out to Malika Andrews, who did one remarkable job conducting those interviews after the dust had settled. And, you know, I watched all of the interviews and I watched Jalen Rose and Adrian um, Wojnarowski also Maria Taylor, right? And, and I and I watched their analysis and I turned off the, the television and I and I um I put out a status on my Facebook page and I tweeted it out as well that what we witnessed in that game six was greatness in its purest form. I mean we're talking about a, a fifty piece to close out in NBA finals, folks. 
And he did it in all areas. Even his jump shot was falling, which which is normally the weakest part of his game. Even to go further than that, Giannis was hitting free throws, folks. I mean, this dude was lights out from the free throw line. And that is something that he has struggled with throughout his career, especially this season. You know, throughout these playoffs, when you've got opposing fans counting every time he touches the basketball from the time it touches touches his fingertips to the point he releases because he takes so long to shoot a free throw. He was great from the charity stripe. What we saw was a performance that kids watching will remember for the rest of their lives. You know, if, I, if I'm a young tyke, man, I can only imagine what I'm thinking as I'm watching Giannis do what he did. And then, and then you look at it, the international appeal of this young man, because he is from Greece, his family hails from Greece, it is quite the story. You know, they, they went from basically poverty... You know, Woj was talking about on the broadcast last night how when Giannis went from New York City being drafted to Milwaukee, how he looked malnutritioned, how he looked so out of place and a bit nervous waiting on his family to make the trip from Greece to Milwaukee and how the city of Milwaukee just over time embraced him and over time Giannis just got more and more comfortable being himself. He is so funny as well. He's he's so charismatic, such a comedian, such a playful, humble dude. I mean, you, you can't help but like him. You can't help but like this young man. But his story is incredible. And now, you know, uh, him and, and two of his brothers are, are NBA champions. Because one of his brothers was on that Bucks roster and another brother of his balled out with the Los Angeles Lakers and earned a ring with, with LeBron James and company. Quite the story. It is the true American dream story. It, it really is. I mean, that thing could be made into a, into a Hallmark movie right now. I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty remarkable, folks. But to go for 50 in a closeout game, you know, that, that's the stuff of legends, man. Giannis became a legend last night. Now, sure, you can argue that without the ring, he would probably still become a legend. Yeah, definitely. But but when you win a ring, it, 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 it adds something to that legend, man. And when you put up on a performance like that, whew, 50 points in a closeout game, my goodness, man. And, and a young kid watching that, man, you know, I can only imagine it, it reminds me of, you know, when I was young watching Michael Jordan at eight years old close out the Utah Jazz on that final shot, the pat on the butt on Byron Russell game over or the flu game, right? Or Allen Iverson going off and stepping over Tyron Lue against the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, performances like that as a young kid, you, you, you won't forget. You won't forget that. So many kids watching that won't forget that. And to go back to the international appeal, because he's from Greece, because he is not just a national superstar here in America, but an international superstar all over the world, there were, and and, and especially how international the game has become now, 
There are kids all over the world watching what he did last night and are inspired. So on today's current sports, I want to talk about the greatness of Giannis Antetokounmpo. I want to talk about the incredible scene that we saw in Milwaukee on its 50th anniversary of winning an NBA championship. You win another one. How incredible is that? And I actually, my, my college roommate, you know, my brother from another mother from Columbia, my guy Horatio, you know, we were texting back and forth last night because he actually lives not far from where the Bucks play. And he was just kind of giving me play by play about the atmosphere, you know, and, and you know, at the at the Pfizer uh, uh, Stadium. He uh, he attended one game, actually, of the NBA Finals, and uh, he was just telling me about how crazy it was last night and also giving me the story behind Fiserv Stadium and, and how, you know, there was a moment where, you know, they thought the Milwaukee Bucks were going to move and and how, you know, taxpayers in that area said, no, we want to keep the team here and how they are certainly reaping the benefits and how businesses around Fiserv Stadium are are reaping those those benefits tenfold now for sure. So I want to talk about that. And I also want to talk about how about and and again, I did not expound upon the story of Bryn Ferbs only on one show. If you remember, and that was last week because I didn't want to I felt like I would jinx him. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of superstitious to a degree. And I didn't want to jinx Brent Forbes at all. So I, I just, one show, I talked about his road to the NBA Finals. And now that he has now won a ring, oh man, we can we can really dive deep into it. I'm actually trying to get Brent on the show, working to, to try and pull that off. Um, reached out to Carlton Valentine, his high school basketball coach at Lansing Sexton, a place in which Brent, alongside Denzel Valentine and others, won back-to-back state championships led by Carlton Valentine, right? So I'm, 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 um, I reached out to Carlton today, and I'm going to try to get him on the show very soon to talk about Bryn's road to becoming an NBA champion because it was such an unlikely road. No one thought. I mean, if you looked at that roster on the, the Lansing Sexton back-to-back champions, and you had to choose one or two players that would become eventually an NBA champion. If you had to choose, Bryn would not be the first name that came out of your mouth. It would be Denzel Valentine, you know, uh, then probably, you know, Anthony Clemens. He would probably be the next one, you know, Ant, uh, better known as Smelly, right? <laughs> um, you know, he went on to play at Iowa and then did some international basketball. And, and he is actually playing uh, uh, in the ABA League now. You know, Trevor Manuel was also on that squad. But Bryn, you know, undersized, real skinny kid, you know, wasn't a, a, a lights out shooter in high school. You know, ended up going to Cleveland State and then he transferred to Michigan State. And that's when, you know, his, his shooting really began to, to soar. And Tom Izzo taught him the art of defense. He goes undrafted, 
but he ends up in the Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs organization, and I think that was the best thing that could have happened to him because he got the chance out in San Antonio to learn from one of the greatest basketball minds of all time in Greg Popovich. And he's able to to hone his craft, become a better all-around player, to learn the game from a basketball mind like that, get even better defensively, and found himself in the regular rotation out in San Antonio to an eventual point where he ends up in Milwaukee. And now he's an NBA champion. What a story, folks. So I want to touch upon Brent as well. And, and I saw him. You know, he didn't play many minutes throughout these NBA finals, but you know, I saw him in the midst of that, of that, that scrum of celebration, and I just couldn't help but just crack a smile. So yeah, so we'll talk NBA Finals game six. I do want to touch upon, you know, the heartbreak that is Chris Paul, who, uh, you know, my heart does break for him. I was rooting for him, man. I wanted to see Chris Paul, who has been in the league, you know, for like 16 plus years, right? And his first NBA Finals appearance, he, he, he doesn't get the job done. And there were a few things that went wrong last night for the Suns that I want to touch upon. Also, on the back end of the show, I, I, I want to dive into a Big Ten football. Yes, football is coming, folks. Football is coming. We're, we're a little more than what, like like two months away? A month and some change, I should say, which is pretty wild to think about. You know, not even two months. Yeah, about about a month away, man. A month and some change, I should say. Um, so there is a Big Ten college football preseason poll that I want to highlight and give you guys, uh, uh, just, just bring that story to you and, and, and let you guys know where they believe Michigan State and Michigan will finish. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. And we'll do all of that while, of course, inviting you all, beautiful people, to be a part of the hour. If you would like to be a part of Current Sports, 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at that number. Uh, actually, my guy Alex, I knew he was going to call. My guy Alex from East Lansing, he has called in and left a voicemail. We'll get to his voicemail later on. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash WKAR News, and you can leave us a comment anywhere there on our Facebook page. And you can also tweet us. You can tweet me directly at Al Martin. WKAR or tweet the show at WKAR News. All right. But you know what's next? Here are your current sports quick hit headliners. And of course, we're starting here. The Milwaukee Bucks seeking their first NBA championship in 50 years. Well, their superstar guided the way, putting up 50 points in a legendary NBA Finals clinching win last night against the Phoenix Suns. Led by MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo, who had 14 rebounds, five blocked shots. The Bucks pulled away from the Suns to win 105-98 to in a raucous Fiserv Forum. What a performance from the Greek Freak. Chris Middleton also chipped in 17 points. Bobby Portis had 16. Bobby Portis was really the X factor 
in that game last night. And, and you can make the argument that he was really the X factor throughout the series. I mean, he really did emerge in big time moments for Milwaukee. Phoenix was led by Chris Paul. He had 26 points. And Giannis Antetokounmpo was the first player to have at least 40 points, 10 rebounds, and five blocks in a finals game since blocks were actually first recorded back in 1974. He became the seventh player to have at least 50 points in the finals. Wow. What a performance. It was legendary. And watching him celebrate, you know, walking around and dancing and, and, you know, the cigar in his hand, I, I loved it. Loved it. And again, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, this also means that former Lansing Sexton and Michigan State baller Bryn Forbes is now an NBA champion. So all of us here in the Lansing area salute you, brother. That is big time. I'm sure Tom Izzo uh, is is beaming with pride right now. Okay, Uh, some Michigan State football news, recruiting news. Mel Tucker head coach of your Spartans, added an athletic, long-armed edge rusher for MSU football's 2022 recruiting class. His name is Chase Carter. He hails from Minneapolis. He announced his commit to the Spartans on Tuesday night on Instagram. He's six foot six, 215 pounds. He's a defensive end. He picked Michigan State over Iowa along with other offers from Nebraska, Iowa State, and Central Michigan. Um, He is rated as the number seven player in Minnesota and the number 129th defensive end nationally by the 247 Sports Composite Rankings. He also reportedly had basketball offers from Minnesota, where his father Randy was a forward in the early 1990s, Bandy and West Virginia. So, yeah, he was and is, I should say, a two-sport star in high school, uh, balling out on the gridiron as well as the hardwood. But he'll be balling out on Mel Tucker's football team, a part of the 2022 recruiting class. Uh, Pretty cool stuff there. Okay, and this is the poll I was telling you guys about. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that poll during segment C of today's current sports. But the reporters who cover the 14 Big Ten football programs picked Michigan to finish fourth this upcoming college football season and Michigan State to finish seventh in the league's East Division in 2021. And that's according to the annual preseason poll conducted by Cleveland.com. And every single year when Cleveland.com does this, uh, we, we do debate this here on current sports. But, yeah, um, they're not high on the Wolverines or the Spartans this upcoming college football year. You know, having, you know, both the Spartans and Wolverines in, in the middle pack, you know, right right in the middle of things. Um, not near the top and not really near the bottom, but just, just kind of even kill. So uh, the results which were unveiled actually this morning, show Ohio State, of course, as the clear front runner to win its fifth straight Big Ten championship, which is which is hard to argue with. I mean, Ohio State is Ohio State. 
The Buckeyes received all 34 first-place votes to win the Big Ten East and Big Ten Championship game set for, of course, December 4th in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. So, Ohio State, clear front runner, no surprise there. But are you surprised that, you know, reporters who cover the Big Ten are picking Michigan to finish fourth and Michigan State to finish seventh? Thoughts on that, 517-355-WKAR. I'll give you my further thoughts later on this hour. How about the old English D, the Detroit Tigers? Yeah, they were forced to wait a, you know, through a two-hour, 10-minute rain delay. Rain came pouring down in Detroit yesterday. Uh, that's before starting the uh, the second of four games against the Texas Rangers. Once the contest began, which was around like 9.20 p.m. last night, the Tigers were, were really steady in all facets en route to five straight wins now. That's right. They picked up a four-to-one dub yesterday at Copa against the Texas Rangers, fueled by a pair of solo homers and left-handed starter Tariq Skubal's six innings of one-run ball. That's a great, great outing for Tariq. Detroit is 36-27 and since May 8th and 5-0 and since the All-Star break. They resume the series. Game three tonight at 7.10 p.m. Matt Manning is on the mound for the D while Jordan Lyles hits the bump for the Rangers. And also want to give you guys an update on Spencer Turnbull, who emerged as the Tigers' top starting pitcher. And he actually threw a no-hitter, if you remember, just two months ago. Well, unfortunately, he will undergo Tommy John surgery to repair chronic damage to his right elbow. Turnbull, who is 28 years old, he will miss the rest of the season and is likely to miss all or almost all of 2022. So unfortunate, unfortunate news there. He posted a 2.88 ERA in 50 innings of work this season, including a no-hitter, that no-hitter, on May 18th, which was at Seattle. All right, shocking news here. Did you guys see this? The United States women's national soccer team, which is known to be the best in the world, well, the Olympics officially got underway yesterday, and the first game for that heralded squad... Well, it's an L. That's right. They lost 3-0 to Sweden in the Olympic Games opener uh, today, actually. And uh, Megan Rapino, who is the leader of the squad, well, she said that, th- that the squad needs to move on quickly after that loss. Uh, they saw a 44-match unbeaten record end in humbling style as the tourney favorite and world number one ranked side was undone. And, uh, yeah, they got to they gotta have a short memory here. With four gold medals, the United States has more than any other nation and is vying to become the first team to win Olympic gold following a World Cup title. So we'll see if the um, United States women's national team can, can rebound. But, yeah, I saw that headline, which was, you know, kind of buried underneath of um you know all of the uh uh nba finals news right with the bucks winning but i saw that and i said to myself whoa that is pretty wild pretty pretty wild so 
Again, we'll see if they can rebound uh, as the games uh, continue. All right, and more Olympic news. Team USA women's basketball star Sue Bird, who is actually the wife of Megan Rapinoe, and two-sport baseball player Eddie Alvarez will serve as America's flag bearers at the Tokyo Olympics opening ceremony come this Friday. This will mark the first Olympics where both female and male athletes will lead their national teams. In past games, one individual has served as the flag bearer, but the International Olympic Committee's push to increase gender equality led to the change. I love that. This also marks the first time that every nation will be sending at least one female and one male athlete. Each nation's athlete contingents uh, chooses the flag bearers, and both Bird and Alvarez have amassed sterling credentials. So again, Sue Bird, famed basketball star and baseball player Eddie Alvarez. All right, Brisbane was picked today to host the 2032 Olympics. How cool is that? That's right, the inevitable winner of a one-city race steered by the IOC to avoid rival bids. The games will go back to Australia, to Brisbane, 32 years after the popular 2000 Sydney Olympics, Melbourne hosted back in 1956. This is what Prime Minister Scott Morrison told the IOC members in an 11-minute live video link from his office, quote, We know what it takes to deliver a successful games in Australia. And and yeah, uh, Australia's track record when it comes to the Olympics speaks for itself. Again, that that 2000 games um, in in Sydney was was fantastic. All right. Now, when the award was later confirmed with uh, with Brisbane winning the vote 72 to five, it wasn't even close. Um, Morrison, he raised both arms in the air and gave two thumbs up. So he was pretty excited. Awesome stuff there. All right, that will do it for your current sports quick hit headliners for this July 21st. If you have anything that you would like to get off of your chest, hey, give us a call. Just like my man Alex from East Lansing will do in a matter of minutes, 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Leave us a voicemail at that number go to facebook.com slash wkar news leave us a comment anywhere there on our facebook page and tweet us again tweet me directly at al martin wkar or or at least shoot a brother a follow right (laughs) Uh, and you can also tweet us and follow us at wkar news when we come back we'll dive further into What was last night's NBA Finals Game 6 as the Milwaukee Bucks closed out things, winning its first NBA title in 50 years? We'll be right back. Welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin. Well, the NBA has a new champion. That's right. The Milwaukee Bucks climbing back. And you got to put this in perspective as well. Because it, it was so impressive how they were able to do this. Again, climbing back from a 2 to nothing series hole that had me coming here on the airwaves saying that this thing is done, that it may be a gentleman's sweep. 
of five games, or I wouldn't be surprised if it is a sweep. Man, looking dead in the water, down two to nothing. They came out the gates in game three, looking great. Game four, game five, and then closing it out, winning four straight games, beating the Phoenix Suns in six games. Wow. I mean, I I am still a bit stunned at at how Milwaukee was able to to get this job done. Again, after falling in those first two games and how bad they looked. And as he has all postseason, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he led the way for the Bucks, the two-time MVP. He finished with what was one of the most impressive stat lines in NBA Finals lore. As I tweeted last night, that was a performance last night that will be talked about forever. Forever. I mean, I, I could see Spike Lee making commercials about this you know, five, ten years down the road about how Giannis put up a 50-piece in a closeout game six. You know, I can I can hear interviews already with up-and-coming ballers who are young right now, but but who are eventually going to make their NBA dreams come true. And they will talk about how Giannis Antetokounmpo in game six on July 20th, 2021, put up 50 points and how I was sitting there as a kid watching that on the couch or on the floor with my mom and dad and family saying, that's what I want to do. It was that kind of performance, folks. Oh, and yeah, throw in five blocks for him as well. He was fantastic defensively, even though one of those blocks on Devin Booker was a foul. <laughs> but but he was brilliant. He was brilliant. And, and he got some help in the closeout game. Chris Middleton, he had 17 points. I mentioned Bobby Portis really being the X factor for this team. He added 16 points off the bench. And Milwaukee wins. And Brim Forbes of Lansing Sexton and Michigan State fandom, he wins an NBA championship. And as for Phoenix, man, they had a great run. They had a great run. I want to say thank you. You know, just like Mark Jackson noted last night alongside Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy, Phoenix took took us on all one heck of a ride because there, there aren't many people that chose Phoenix to get to the NBA Finals. There were a lot of people that chose the Milwaukee Bucks, but not the Phoenix Suns. And it's like once they eliminated the defending NBA champion, Los Angeles Lakers, everybody started to turn their head and say, okay, this is a, a for real team. So watching them go out the way they did, that was tough. And and you know what? Can we give a big shout out to Monty Williams real briefly here? Because Monty Williams, the head coach of the Phoenix Suns, who is the personification of the embodiment of class. I've never seen an opposing head coach do this after losing in NBA Finals. He went to the locker room and and spoke to the team and told them how much they pushed him, how losing to them made him a better coach, and he congratulated them. Right there in the locker room, moments after... The toughest defeat of his career. That is class, folks. He is a special 
human being. And, and you know, they, they brought up, and you know what? I had totally forgot this. I don't know how, I don't know how I forgot about this, but, you know, um, Monty Williams, his wife, Ingrid, and we talked about it on Current Sports. I don't know how I forgot it, but his, his wife tragically was killed in a car crash when a, when a driver had crossed lanes and, and hit her in a, in a head-on collision. The other driver also died. Um, even the dog, I mean, her dog who was sitting in her lap passed away. And, um, you know, they brought up on the broadcast just how how special of a human being he is. You know, Jeff Van Gundy, I didn't know, he coached Monty when he was a young player. And, uh, and Jeff Van Gundy was actually at Monty Williams' wedding with, his, you know, his, 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 um, his wife, uh, Ingrid. And, and he talked about how everyone should go on YouTube and watch the, the eulogy that Monty Williams gave at his wife's funeral. Can you imagine how tough that is? And how inspirational it was and how, how, how much a pillar of strength he was that day and has really been throughout his entire life. Um, so Monty Williams, man, shout out to him, man. But I bring up him to, to just to put in perspective just how special of a, of a team that Phoenix Sun squad is. You know, Chris Paul, who is, I believe, the, the, the best leader in all of basketball, one of the greatest leaders of all time, one of the greatest point guards of all time. Chris Paul showed up last night. You know, uh, when you when you look at the previous two games prior to that game six, mm, up and down roller coaster really, really was absent. But with everything on the line, Chris Paul began to ball out. I thought he was deferring way too much to start that game, looking for his teammates instead of finding his shot because they were giving him that that patented mid range jumper that he loves, and he just wasn't taking it. But once he began to take it. Chris Paul began to ball. But you know who didn't show up, and I was a bit disappointed in him. And on the flip side of this argument, though, you have to give a lot of credit to the defense of the Milwaukee Bucks because I thought specifically Drew Holiday, who is an elite defender, he was named to an all-NBA defensive team again this season. Drew Holiday was fantastic on Devin Booker, but Devin Booker has to be better. He has to. In a game like that, in, a, in, a, in an elimination game in the NBA Finals, you have to find a way. I don't care how keyed in that elite defender may be. You have to find a way. And I think he exposed D-Book. You know, D-Book, great player. One of the, the shining young stars that we have in the NBA today. But he was exposed. And we do now know that D-Book has some work to do. He was 8 of 22 from the floor, 0 for 7 from beyond the arc, 19 points. Chris Paul was 11 of 19, 1 of 2 from deep, 26 points to lead the team, as I mentioned. You had Jay Crowder, who was, who was great throughout this series, hit timely baskets, 15 points for him. Mikel Bridges also, I thought, you know, he grew up a bit in this series as well. And you got to remember, this Phoenix Suns team is a very young team. But he had seven points. 
DeAndre Aiden was frustrated because, again, he had his hands full all night with Giannis Antetokounmpo, 4 of 12 for 12 points. Then you look at, you know, I gave you all the stats for Giannis, uh, just simply amazing. 50 points, folks. 50 points in a game-deciding, game-clinching NBA Finals game. But you know what? I, I was re- I was really frustrated because, again, I'm pulling for Phoenix. I'm, try- I'm-, I'm watching this thing saying, okay, I want to see a Game 7. As a basketball fan, that's what I want to see. And also, I was rooting for Phoenix because, as I mentioned, I wanted to see Chris Paul finally get that ring. And now he'll keep hunting. He he already let it be known during his post-game press conference that he's not done yet. It's back to work for him. He will be back with this team chasing that dream next season. He's not retiring. So he, he let that be known. But... You know, Giannis, as great as he as he was last night, 50 points, I really thought that Phoenix did a poor job of adjusting to his greatness last night. When a guy is going off 30 points, 35, 40, 43, 47, 49, I mean, if he's cooking you like that, you got to make somebody else beat you. I, I thought that, you know, th- they double teamed him, but the double teams came way too late. Way too late. They should have been denying him the basketball every single time down the floor once he hit that 30-point mark and makes making someone else beat you. Because if you look at Drew Holiday, he shot not great. He was 4 of 19. He shot horrible. You know, you, you look at um, uh, Chris Middleton, it, it, he, he may have put in 17 points, but those 17 points came late in the game. He struggled to start. Uh, really, the, the, the entire first half, both teams struggled shooting-wise, with the exception of Giannis. You know, and, and you know, uh, Pat Connaughton, 0-4 coming off the bench, and he had been a great shooter for this squad. I thought that this team... And the Phoenix Suns did a, a poor job of getting the ball out of the hands of Giannis. Don't even let him catch it. Put two guys on him initially and make somebody else beat you and hit shots. I thought that was a fatal mistake last night for the Phoenix Suns. And I didn't think Monty Williams, I didn't think he made the adjustment there. You know, and, and poor DeAndre Aiden, he was trying to get a pep talk on the bench there with Chris Paul, but it just didn't work. He, No one was stopping Giannis Antetokounmpo one-on-one last night, period. But congratulations to him. You know, um, Milwaukee certainly turned up and partied. And, you know, I was texting my my, my buddy uh, Horatio, my brother from another college roommate at Michigan State, who has been working out in Wisconsin for some time now, about six or seven years, and uh, he attended, um, you know, he is a he, he attends multiple Milwaukee Bucks games every single season. But he attended an NBA Finals game, which is pretty cool. And we were texting back and forth, and I was like, "Man, you turning up out there, dude? Congratulations, man!" He was like, "Man, I have never seen an atmosphere like this." And we saw it on television, and we were texting back and forth, and we were both saying to ourselves, "We have never seen an atmosphere like that in North American professional sports." Period. I've never seen a fan base like that where you have 65,000 plus people outside of the arena? Come on, man. That that's insane. 
That's crazy. Just gathered together outside of the arena, watching it on the on a big screen. Man, that that's that's incredible. I, I I challenge you to bring up another moment like that in North American sports history. You you won't find it. Crazy. Um, and I do want to say this. Unfortunately, you got a few knuckleheads out there in big crowds and big celebrations like this. And there were two shootings that left three wounded. So uh, the shootings both happened around, and I'm reading um, from the Associated Press here, uh, the shootings happened uh, around 12.42 a.m. at two locations near Water Street, police said in a statement. So, yeah, um, it was it was a wild atmosphere. And again, it, you, you always, especially today, unfortunately, you, you always have that thought in the back of your mind, right? I mean, active shooters and the amount of mass shootings that have happened in our nation is just unfortunate. Um, I know there was a shooting in Washington, like during a Nationals game last weekend so just just be safe folks be safe but all in all uh it it was it was a remarkable celebration last night and it was really cool watching it and you know Giannis up there with both the you know and there and there are only two players I must say this there are only two players in NBA finals history who have multiple MVPs defensive player of the year who have won the defensive player of the year award and have won an NBA finals MVP. Well, the only players with all three Giannis Antetokounmpo and of course the goat Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And again, salute to Brim Forbes, man. The, the, the local product who, has worked his tail off to find a a a solidified place on a roster and uh he has done that in milwaukee and he did that out in san antonio that's where it began and i always say man you know denzel valentine when you look at you know two players who were part of that that same michigan state class you know denzel valentine is the guy he was the star you know he won all the awards national player of the year uh, the leader of the squad, you know, Brim Forbes was constantly yelled at by Tom Izzo for his lack of defense and, and so on and so forth. But when you talk about longevity in the NBA and success in the NBA, it's all circumstantial. It's all about the squad you get drafted by. Because Denzel is playing in Chicago. And let, let's be real. I mean that that Chicago franchise right now is it, it's it's not great. And that's that's being kind. It is one of the worst NBA franchises. I'll go as far as to say this. It is one of the more poorly run franchises in all of American sports. Everything went downhill. Once the Bulls won that that NBA championship in ninety eight, that last one, everything went awry. You know, maybe with the exception of, of Derrick Rose when he took over the league as MVP and whatnot, the, the Bulls are a poorly run franchise. They just are. Whereas, you know, so you, you could take a Denzel Valentine who was a star in college. If, if he is playing for a horribly run franchise like the Bulls, success is very bleak. But you take a hardworking player like Brent Forbes, 
who is willing to learn and, and, and who has a knack for improving every single season, and you put him in a system like the San Antonio Spurs, one of the greatest organizations in NBA history, one of the greatest organizations. So you talk about the Bulls, one of the more poorly run organizations in all of American sports, and you contrast that with that of the San Antonio Spurs, one of the best run organizations in all of American sports, and you put a player like Bryn Forbes in that system, and boom, you got the potential for greatness. And now he has won an NBA championship. Same thing with Draymond Green. Him getting drafted to the Golden State Warriors? One of the most iconic NBA franchises of all time due to their dynasty run. I mean, you put a guy like like Draymond Green, who is, again, a hard worker, who always improves, always has that chip on his shoulder, that typical Michigan State chip on his shoulder. I mean, you put him in a system like that, and he will thrive. So congratulations, man, to, to Bryn. That, that is awesome, awesome stuff. Again, I'm working on trying to get him on current sports, and I'm working on trying to get his uh, his coach, uh, Denzel's father, Carlton Valentine, who coached both Denzel, Bryn, and the rest of that squad when he was um, at Lansing Sex, and I'm working on trying to get Carlton a part of the show. So stay tuned for that. Um, let's hit our final break. When we come back, I only got a few minutes left, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to scrap. Well, I'm going to I'm going to postpone the Cleveland.com college football preseason poll for the Big Ten for tomorrow's current sports. And I want to roll in a voicemail when we come back from this break. Um, my guy Alex from East Lansing, who always calls in, love him to death. Um, well, in the show like that, you are listening to the Wednesday Hump Day edition of WKAR's Current Sports. East Lansing checking in one time to the Facebook family. You know who you are. The Detroit Tigers. Man, they're playing with a spark. Skip has some boys playing like it's summer and not just like it's another Detroit Tigers losing season. The Olympics. You might have been right. I mean, Dr. Fauci, he always calls it. I mean, I think the Rona would show up in the Olympics, but as Dr. Fauci says, if you introduce another variant, it's going to rise at least 20% within two weeks. However, the breakthrough rates amongst those vaccinated are less than 0.001%. So we also have to take that into effect. Or hopefully, the Olympics can do something to make something happen. They're losing, I think, upwards of $20 billion almost already. Oh, yeah, that one thing happened last night, the NBA Finals. Dude, I'm going to be the first to eat my humble pie. Milwaukee Bucks, Coach Bud, Giannis, got to give it up to you guys. I mean, if I had a free hand right now, I would clap. I only have one. It would be a one-handed clap. But, man, Giannis showed why he was an MVP candidate. He showed why he was the MVP finals uh, or the finals MVP. And man, once Bud and Giannis got it figured out after game two, there was no stopping them boys. 
I really thought Phoenix was going to do it, but don't count Phoenix out for next year. The CP3, he might not, he might lose a step, but those boys, Booker, Aiden, Johnson, they're going to come back. They might look, they might add somebody to the free agency. I really think that Phoenix does have a good shot next season, as we said last season, coming out of the bubble. Alex Meeson, out. Ah, my guy Alex from East Lansing. Great call as always, brother. And yeah, the Detroit Tigers are on a roll, as I mentioned in our current sports quick hit headliners. The Olympics and COVID and that Delta variant is causing some problems. And, you know, I mentioned on yesterday's current sports how the powers that be of the Tokyo Olympics are not ruling out a possible cancellation if the numbers continue to get worse. And then your points about the NBA Finals, Alex, we both were totally wrong. And yeah, we'll, we'll eat that humble pie because, again, I thought that this would be a gentleman sweep, you know, after game two. And Phoenix had that two to nothing series lead. Uh, we were wrong. And, yeah, you know, you brought up Coach Mike Budenholzer, whose job was on the line. We had heard reports entering the NBA playoffs that if Milwaukee didn't go deep or, or at least make the NBA finals, that Coach Bud would be out. Well, now he has delivered a ring to Milwaukee. Yeah. And Phoenix, watch out for him next year. You know, those are moments, especially for a young D book. He is going to replay this moment and that feeling in his mind and in his heart over and over and over. That is going to fuel this team moving forward, a very young team. So we'll see what Phoenix does next season as Chris Paul has vowed to return. All right, folks, that will do it for this Wednesday hump day edition of WKAR's Current Sports on Thursday show. I want to talk some Big Ten college football. I want to dive into the results of that preseason poll from Cleveland.com that is not very high on your Spartans or the Wolverines. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. We are on a 23-hour break. I want you, as always, to be smart, be safe, and be easy, people.